welcome to another episode of the Margin Max Minute. As always, thanks for joining me today. I want to take a minute again to thank my editor-in-chief, Nova Salvador. She does a great job. Please be sure to check out both the full-length podcast and this Margin Max Minute on YouTube because you get all the great graphs and pictures, and that's always a little bit more enlightening as to what the concepts are. Also, I want to make you aware, if you go follow me on LinkedIn, the Fit Professional one, we will be publishing a bi-weekly newsletter that will cover some very interesting subjects. So I hope you'll check that out soon. First issue should be out in just a week or two. So hope that helps you out. And I love to know your feedback and I love to get some great dialogue going on LinkedIn about the subjects in those articles. Today, I want to talk about artificial intelligence yet again. It won't be the last time I bring this up on this Margin Max Minute or my full-length podcast. What I want to talk about today is, do you know what AI is? It's very interesting when you go out there and you talk to people about AI and you question them. And what I've found on AI average is I run into professionals that seem very much in the know. They discuss AI very confidently, but when I push in to find out applications that aren't actually confidential in some way or might be proprietary that they can't share, I often get a blank look or the conversation starts to run into generalities that really don't get to the point of how AI is being used or how it might work for them. The other common underlying theme that I really find is quite consistent is there is a profound expectation that AI is going to change jobs as we know them, especially white-collar jobs, but really all jobs at some point in the future to some extent. And there are huge expectations for quite large productivity gains, mostly in terms of saving people time. When you get to that point in the conversation, it follows those particular aspects more or less, and then we start to get into the the nuts and bolts. What we know about AI is the advent of technology is changing the digital landscape. I think what's really real and is more readily understood is the fact that data storage both the input and output on and off data storage is very, very fast relative to our history. Also, the amount of data storage is crazy and large, and it grows, what is it, something like 1.7 megabytes per minute per person on the globe is created in terms of new storage requirements. There's all kinds of stats on that. You might look them up to see how the number's actually gone up. But what we're finding then is laying on top of this is essentially pushing computing power down to a lower level so that essentially we're all holding on to supercomputers, even in my laptop here, compared to the computing power we might have enjoyed years ago. A very quick story about computing power is when I came to work back in Wisconsin for a non-metallic mineral company, a civil construction and materials company, There were no personal computers. The only thing we had was essentially that version's timeframe of a small mainframe, our computer that ran payroll applications and did some job costing for us. I asked permission of my old boss in those days, hey, could I bring in my personal computer, which I had from my days at IBM, a good old IBM AT, which in the day was considered quite a machine. I brought that in. I got things done. Pretty soon, some of the very busy process focus 
people in the office would come and look over my shoulder and see what I was doing. And through their actual endorsement, my boss finally agreed for us to buy two more IBM personal computers, which I think in the day cost us a total of $8,000. That's a big number in 1984 or 1985 dollars. What was interesting is the amount of time savings that we were able to get. As we brought in computer applications, we were able to double our size and add roughly 10% to the employee base. So that had significant savings. And I use it only as an example of what we're about to face now. Those kind of multiplying effects or leveraging of our people is a common response that I hear almost universally when I ask professionals about AI and how they're actually going to use it. But again, we get into some nuts and bolts of what's going on, and it's interesting. We start with the more versed and technical acquaintances that we might have, hearing about statistics. We essentially end up in a discussion discussing algorithms, and as that algorithm takes in numbers, we apply statistical methodology to analyze data and provide insight to data. Additionally, some of us might be lucky enough to have computer programming or the capability in our organizations where we can take that data and actually have computer-generated decision trees that spit out various data that gives us a red or green light. It can be as easy as left or right, up or down, forward or back. But is that really AI at that point in time? It's interesting to talk about that explanation and really get to the point where it matters. You know, what's interesting is some of the individuals I spoke to that are in larger organizations, I think are have a tendency to be more of the truth sayers. In other words, I ask them what AI is and their application, and I get what we talked about recently in the Margin Max Minute. We get the, I don't know, because the discovery process is still going on. And what's interesting is as I talk to multiple people in this scenario, it seems like good old scientific method where they break down the problem into manageable parts throw out hypothetical actions, program that, run it against the data, and see what happens. And what's really interesting is what happens generally is it doesn't quite work and they have to go back and refine. I want to reference a recent Harvard Business Review article by Mr. Martinez regarding just how people are reacting to and kind of coping with this onslaught of AI. What's really interesting is they cite some studies where essentially the more professionals know about their algorithms in their systems that generate decision criteria data or ultimate decisions for them, the more they question it. The reverse, which isn't, doesn't seem quite right, is that the more they don't know, and we know this term, the black box phenomenon, where they don't know what's really happening, the less they seem to question the data and go forward with the particular recommendations. What's interesting is old systems that are a little bit more archaic and the new systems based on AI are actually going through the same data and coming up with recommendations, likely very much the same. But we have this phenomenon where the professionals are accepting the black box data and implementing it and getting better gains. And could it be just that they're not changing the data criteria based on the initial that they're not changing the conclusions based on the initial data. It's really an interesting particular phenomenon or considering investments in your digital world, including artificial intelligence applications. 
So again, I really appreciate you being with me today. I'd like you to have the takeaway of understanding that when the concept and the discussion comes up around artificial intelligence, I really invite you to take the time to dig in and understand with lots of layers of questions exactly what you're hearing. And I would love to hear if you're finding out some of the things I am, and that is that there's a lot of professionals out there that are kind of blindly trusting the black box known as artificial intelligence with its particular risks and pitfalls, rather than really getting underneath it and understanding just how the application might work. So with that, I wish you the very best week. It's time for me to get to work.